This program is made possible by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to Opening the Scriptures with Don Boyd. Welcome to the program today. This is Don Boyd. I want to welcome you to Opening the Scriptures. You know, the object of a gospel sermon is to teach and to persuade people to be saved and how to be saved, how to stay saved. Instructions are given from God's Word to show the initial steps of salvation and then how to live to be pleasing to God and inherit eternal life when time comes to an end. Well, the lesson I'm going to do today is going to be different. Today, what I want to look at is what a person needs to do so that they can be lost and inherit eternal punishment on the day of judgment. Well, why would you want to do something like that? Well, that's because most people in the world really are doing that, saying, this is what I'm going to do so that I can be lost, whether they realize it or not. So what's the first thing? If I want to be lost, what's the first thing that I need to do? Ignore Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, don't fully commit yourself to God. Instead of seeking God's kingdoms first, kingdom first, seek the things of this world. Seek pleasure instead of service to God. You know, you have a good example to follow, and that is found in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10. 2 Timothy 4, 10 says, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed into Thessalonica. You see, Demas loves the world. He didn't want to have anything to do with God. God gets in the way of having fun. God gets in the way of doing the things that people want to do. So he loved the world. 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Demas loved the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So just get involved in those things. Instead of seeking God's kingdom first, get all the gusto you can out of this life. Seek wealth, personal wealth. Instead of laying up treasures in heaven, you, know, you don't want to lay up treasures in heaven. Matthew chapter five or six, verse nineteen and twenty says, "Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." You see, you don't want to lay up treasures on in heaven. Because you want your treasures here on earth. Now, yeah, the moth and the rust doth will corrupt them. So you need to make sure you take care of them so that they're not gone. You know, thieves might break through and steal, so you need to get you a very good security system because you want to keep those things on this earth. And as one man once quoted or misquoted, 
Matthew 6.21, For where your heart is, there will be your treasure. See, your heart's going to be on things on this earth. You know, ignore the consequences of your actions. Don't worry about those things. You know, in Luke, you have another good example of someone you need to follow, and that is in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 19. Luke 12, 16 and 19 says, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. Well, that's what we all want. We want to be prosperous. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? What am I going to do? I don't have enough room. Well, there's those old poor people over there. They could use some of it, but they don't deserve it. They need to get out and get a job. They don't have to stay poor. They can go out and get an education. So forget about them. You know, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. See, I don't have room for everything now, so I'm going to have to tear down what I've got, and I'm going to have to build bigger things, bigger barns. I'm going to have everything I want. You know, that I want the American way. I want to be prosperous. Verse 19, And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Well, that's the way we want to be. Eat, drink, and be merry. Forget about being saved. You enjoy life. You can't enjoy life sitting around being one of them old folky Christians. So don't do that. Eat, drink, and be merry. The American dream. Retire with everything you'll ever need. Make sure you make a lot of money now, and it doesn't matter how you make it. Now, you can go out and you can play the lottery, you can cheat on your taxes, and you can go and do things that are illegal and things like that. Don't worry. If you want to be lost, don't worry about what God cares about. Well, you can also miss most church services and Bible classes. Why would you even want to go there? You know, you don't, you don't want to be, you know, go too far into this junk, you know, Hebrews 10, 25, and 26, Hebrews 10, 25, and 26, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we receive the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but who cares? I don't want to go down there. And you know, I've only got 168 hours in a week, and they're wanting to take you know, two hours on Sunday, maybe three, hour on Wednesday. They're taking four of my hours up that I could be doing something else. And I'm going to do something else. I don't need to be down there. Well, another thing we can do is, you know, don't be dependable for God. Commit yourself to your own wants and wishes. You see, if you're not fully committed to the Lord, then the Lord and His church don't have to depend on you to do anything. Or maybe I should say the Lord and His church can't depend on you to do anything. Oh, anyway, just be lukewarm. 
Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. Revelation 3, 15 and 16. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Okay, spew me out. I don't care. I don't want to be cold. No, I want to have a little bit of religion in my life. You know, I want people to think I'm a good person. But I'm not going to be on fire for God either. You know, that somebody else can do that. And you know, God requires the whole person. Why would you want to give him all of yourself? Just give God that, that small amount of time, that little bitty bit of money, maybe that little bit that you want to give him. Don't go overboard on this stuff. You know, you got to make a living. You got house payments to pay. You got car payments to pay. You got electric bills and phone bills and this bill and that bill and the other bills. And besides that, you want to go on vacation. You may have to, I mean, just do what you want to do. You know, in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Verse 5, it says of the Macedonians, talking about giving, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Well, what is that? What did they do? Well, verse 2, How did in great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. Okay, so they gave more than they were able to give. That's just, that's just stupid. You know, you don't need to be doing that. You know, if you got 50 cents or a dollar in your pocket, throw it in the plate. That's good enough. God's got everything in the world anyway. Why would you want to give him what you have? And then, so don't fully commit yourself to God if you want to be lost. And another thing, if if you want to be lost, don't feed yourself spiritually. You know, God requires Christians to grow if we want to be pleasing to Him. You know, <clears throat> you go to First Peter chapter two, verse two. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, There is newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world, milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. Hmm. Well, I don't have to know anything, but judge not that ye be not judged, and God loved the world a whole bunch. That's about all I need to know. Don't need to know anything else. In Second Peter 1, 4 through 9, <clears throat> it says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Wait a minute, why might I want to do that? I like the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. Pride of life. Anyway, verse 5. 
And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, you know, temperance self-control. Hmm, yeah. To pa uh, temperance patience, to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity or love. For if these things be in you and abound and make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten he was purged from his old sins. Yeah, right. You really believe that? Do you believe that once you're a believer that and you obey God that there's nothing you can ever do in order to fall away from God. No, God loves everyone. God loves the world. God's going to save the world. But beside that, you don't care. You want to be lost anyway. You know, in Hebrew, uh, excuse, well, Second Peter chapter 3 <clears throat> verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Why? Why would I want to grow in God's grace. God's grace is freely offered, and besides that, I don't care about God's grace. And in the knowledge, you know what? In order to have knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're going to have to study. I don't have time to study. I don't care about that. I get into that Bible, and I don't understand it, and I'm looking through there, and, well, let's see. I don't know what that were. Uh, I don't, yeah, forget it. I don't want to study. I want to go fishing. I want to go hunting. I want to learn how to make money. I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do that. I don't care anything about knowing the Word of God. And in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12, says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Well, who are you to judge me? I don't care about knowing all that junk in the Bible. We'll let the preachers do that. We'll let the elders do that. Oh, there's some of them old fogies out there that want to know the Bible, but I don't care about that. Just give me the easy stuff. And I'll just get along the way I can, you know. God will accept me, whatever I do. It doesn't matter. Well, again, study the Bible as little as possible. You know, Hebrews, uh, excuse me, Hosea 4, 6 says, For my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Okay, that's where I want to be. I don't care about having the knowledge of the Word of God. And instead of feeding my mind on the Word of God, I want to feed my mind on the pollutions of this world. You know, Acts chapter 15, verse 20. Acts chapter 15, verse 20. It says there, But that we write unto them, this is to the Gentiles from the elders there in Jerusalem, the apostles, but that they abstain from the pollutions of idols and from fornication, from things strangled and from blood. <laughs> well, idols, well, I don't fall down and worship a tree or a rock. Uh, fornication, wait a minute. We don't want to do that. 
things strangled and from blood? Yeah, I don't care about that either. So yeah, I'll do that. But, you know, study the Bible as little as possible. Feed your mind on the pollutions of this world. You know, Second Peter 2, 20 to 22. Second Peter 2, 20 to 22. For if after they've escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it's happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. You know... I did decide one time I wanted to be a Christian, but you know, I I got to looking at everybody around me, all the fun they were having, and uh, you know, why not enjoy life? Why not have fun like everybody else is? So, you know, what about this, that proverb, dog turned to his old vomit again? Eh, you know, then you got them old Christian fogies out there that look at that stuff and they say, well, you know, homosexuality's sin and stuff like that, but I know better. Homosexuality is just another lifestyle. Transgenderism, if you don't think you're a boy and you're a girl, well, okay, that's fine. You think you need to go out and have an abortion, whatever, kill that little, little that piece of glob of junk that's inside you? Yeah, go ahead. You want to be lost? Do it. And then, you know, you hear about this thing, you're supposed to sacrifice yourself to God and stuff like that. You know, Hebrews 12, or excuse me, Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God keep your hands off my body my body is my body and I'm going to do with it what I want to do you can be a living sacrifice if you want to not me I'm going to do what is reasonable to me not reasonable to some God that's out there and if I want to be like the world if I want to be like everybody else out here, I'm going to be like everybody else. Why would I want to do things that are going to cause me to lose a good job? So what about this woman I'm married with, married to? I may find somebody out there I like better. Or so what about, I mean, so what about Drugs. So what about marijuana? All people, all these old people out there thinking there's wrong with marijuana and heroin and all that stuff. Well, maybe they need to just go try it and see how good it really is. Don't be sacrificing yourself to God. Sacrifice yourself to Satan. Transform your mind into what Satan wants because that's where you're going to have you are going to be so successful you're going to have so much fun 
And when this life is over, so what? There's nothing after that. See, I don't have to worry about being lost. Well, if you want to be lost, believe that you are complete and you need nothing. You don't need God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. <laughs> fall from what? Think I stand. I know I'm my own person. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, and I'm here today because of me, not anybody else. In Revelation 3, 17 and 18, look at that. Revelation 3, 17 and 18. It says there, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have needed nothing, and knowest not that thou art poor and miserable, or wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich in white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. <laughs> you say that I am not rich and I'm not increased in goods? Well, I need to go out and get busy so I can be. And buy me gold. Yeah, I want to buy gold. I want to have those riches. That I, that I want to be rich in white raiment. Who cares? Psychedelic colors, the color of the rainbow flag and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't need any of that Bible stuff if I want to be lost. And again, you know, just believe I don't need, I don't need God. You know, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. Well, I know better. I know better. I know God says this, but I know better. I know better than that. In Hosea 13, look at verse 2. Hosea 13, verse 2. It says, And now they sin more and more, and have made them molten images of their silver, and idols according to their understanding, all of it the work of the craftsmen. And they say, Let the men that sacrifice kiss the calves. What's wrong with that? Don't you kiss your dog? What's wrong with kissing a calf? What's wrong with making a, a little thing out of silver and maybe out of some gold and sin more and more? Sin's fun. Sin's fun. Forget about that. Oh, but another way, you know, I want to be lost, so I'm not going to be enthusiastic about the Lord's work. You know, I'm going to have zeal, absolutely. But I'm going to have zeal for sports. You know, we got to know all these things. We have zeal for business. Have zeal for wealth. Have zeal for pleasure. You know, 2 Timothy, 
chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 5. <clears throat> says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why would I want to suffer? And then he says, Thou therefore, excuse me, no man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Wait a minute. But I want to be involved in the affairs, the business of this life. Who cares about being a soldier for God? And if any man strive for the masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. <laughs> Why would I want to do things lawfully? You know, I can have more fun. I can get more pleasure out of life. I can make more money if I don't do things lawfully. Why would I want to do things lawfully whenever I can just get away with it? It doesn't matter. You go out and commit a crime, you're just going to get a slap on the wrist, and you can go you get, use whatever you stole or whatever. And then have a misplaced zeal for God. Maybe you want to be zealous for God, but you want to... Not that kind of zeal that God wants. You know, Romans chapter 10, verses 2 and 3. For I bear them record they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Now, if you want to be lost, why would you want to? Why would you want to have zeal for God? Have zeal for other things. You know, have a zeal that's misguided. That zeal that that tickles the ears, you know, over in 2 Timothy chapter 4. There it says, verse 2 down to verse 4, preach the word. I don't want to hear the word. I want to hear funny stories. I want to hear after dinner speeches. I want to hear something that makes me feel good. You get out there and you play that band. I want to be entertained. And it says, be instant in season, out of season. In other words, be ready to preach the word when they want it, when they don't want it. Well, I don't want to hear the word. If you're going to preach the word to me, I'm going somewhere else. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Don't you dare reprove me. Don't you judge me. Don't you rebuke me. But you better encourage me and forget this doctrine jazz. Verse 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. <laughs> what is truth? What is truth? Just tell me what I want to hear. You don't tell me what I want to hear, I'm going to take me and my money somewhere else. Okay? Don't get involved in activities of the church for sure. Don't you go visit the sick. 
you might get sick too. And you got to take care of yourself. You got bills to pay. You got work to go to. Don't talk to anyone about the gospel. You might make them mad. People are going to look at you and say, oh, there goes one of them old fogey Christians over there. No, 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 no. Don't do that. And above all, never, never, never talk to someone who has fallen away from the Lord about the danger their soul is in because you need to be their friend. Don't go talk to them about church. Go talk to them about politics. Go talk to them about the weather. Go talk to them about anything, but don't ever bring up religion. You don't want to do that. You need to be their friend. Well, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Well, if they're overtaken in a fault, God's going to, that's all right. Don't worry about that. Ye which are spiritual. Well, I'm spiritual. Yeah, I'm a spiritual person. But I'm not going to go over there and talk to them because I'm going to be their friend. I'm going to love them straight into hell. Well, influence others to, to be just like you are, you see. There's always somebody else in the congregation that'll do these things, you know. They'll go visit the sick. They'll go write the cards. They'll go talk to people about the gospel. And you see how many enemies they've made. And especially those poor old people that were once in the church and then they've fallen away to go try to bring them back. Well, they left. Why would they want to come back? And sure, don't work toward building up the church. Why would you want to build up the church? You need to use, you know, God gave you talents and you need to use them. You need to go use your money, I mean health to make money. You need to use your body to have pleasure. Use your time to do what you want to do. You know, you go to Matthew 25 and you have this this group of slaves here and you start reading there in verse 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Isn't that unfair? He gave five talents to one, two to another, and one to another one. Well, he must be bigoted against that one he gave one to. Doesn't care about the one he gave two to. That's his favorite that he gave five to. But anyway, go ahead and read there. Verse 16, and he that had five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Well, good for him. 
Verse 17, likewise, he that received two talents also gained other two. Well, he ought to be doing something because his master didn't care about him. And he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Yeah, that's what he should have done. Why be busy at somebody else's? Why spend, why, why spend yourself on somebody else's work? Well, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents below. Behold, I've gained five beside, or beside them five talents more. Oh, wow, yippee, yay, good for you. His Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a good few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Hmm. All right, I don't want to do that. Verse 2, He also received two talents, came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I gained two other talents beside them. Whoopie-dee-doo. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in the joy of thy Lord. Well, you, you, he ought, you ought to give it to him because he earned it for you. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, here thou hast that is I. Yeah, that's all you deserve right there. I gave you back what you gave to me. You didn't, you didn't trust me like you trusted this guy over here or this guy over here, either one. You wasn't going to trust me that much. I'm not going to do that work for you. Well, you know, it is sin to not use the talents God gave you to his glory and to try to develop more. But if you want to be lost, who cares? Who cares? If you want to be lost, forget that and go do talents for, use your talents to make your life better. And, you know, the church has work to do, but why should I do it? Why would I want to do the work of the church? I'm just going to be lazy. You know, I'm, well, you know, there's that work to do down there, but oh, I'm just so tired today. Besides that, I've got other things I want to do. Well, let's see. Proverbs 21:25. What does that say? Proverbs 21:25. The, the desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Well, I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm still alive. I may be lazy, but I'm still alive. In Proverbs 24, 30 to 32. Proverbs 24, 30 to 32. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding and lo it was grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Okay. So I don't take care of things like I ought to. What you think I ought to. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Huh. 
Yea, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth or a robber, and thy want as an armed man. Oh, you don't believe that, do you? The government will take care of me. I don't have to worry about that. Well, in Matthew twenty-five twenty-six. Matthew twenty-five twenty-six. There to that one talent man again. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should receive mine own with usury. Oh, don't tell me what to do. I don't want anybody telling me what to do, or what I should have done. Well, take therefore the talent from me, and give it to him which hath ten talents. Yeah, there you go. Take what I've got, and give it to this guy over here. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that shall that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's where I wanted to be anyway, because I want to be lost. I don't want to be with a God that's that way. So strive to grow rich in your prosperity and allow the church to suffer in, in its poverty. Yeah, I need that money. Church down there doesn't need it. In Haggai, chapter 1, verses 2 to 5, Zechariah, Haggai, no, Zechariah, Malachi. What? Haggai. All right. Right after Zephaniah. There you go. <laughs> Chapter 1, verses 2 to 5. Thus speak of the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your seal or your panel or cedared houses? And this house, that being the temple, lie waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Well, I have considered my ways. And I want that big house. I want all the things that go with it. All the, well, see, I can be... I'd be proud, you know. I like all those things. And besides that, I need the latest electronic gadgets. I need the best automobile. I need a new one. iPhone 14's coming out. I gotta get one of them. Whatever else is new coming out, you know, maybe a new microprocessor or all these things like that. I need that. Uh, I need a, a bigger automobile. I need a bigger house. I'm going to do my best to try to get those wonderful things. You know, if I have 50 cents left over, all right, I'll give that to God on Sunday if he thinks he has to have it. But again, he still he owns everything else. And besides that, other people are willing to sacrifice their wealth 
and their well-being. So, only two. Let them do it. They can live that lifestyle if they want to. I don't want to live that lifestyle. I want to have more. More and more for me, me, me. In Matthew 13, verse 22, Matthew chapter 13, verse 22, it says there, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word of God, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Okay. That's where I want to be. I care about the things of this world. And I want riches. The word of God? Eh. That's all right. I may listen to it on the radio a little bit every once in a while. Or hey, I'll go down there to the church building hear something sometimes. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get involved in that. In Mark chapter 10, verse 23, Mark chapter 10, verse 23, Jesus looked round about and said to his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? <laughs> but I want riches. I need, I want, I desire the things that riches can bring. All this new stuff. You know, I may have to rent two or three or four storage buildings or, or build them bigger barns, you know, to hold all this stuff, but I want more stuff. In James 5, look at verses 1 to 3. James chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. James, a, a servant. Oh, that's James 1, 1. James 5. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. What do you mean, misery? I like, I like being like Scrooge Duck. Dive down into the gold coins and swim around. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered or rusted. And the rest of them shall be a witness against you and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Yeah, see there, that's for my retirement. I'm heaping them treasures for my last days. Oh, but that's not what he's talking about here, is it? No, no. Verse 4, Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud. What do you mean by fraud? They didn't work as hard as I thought they should have. Crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth, that's the Lord of armies. You've lived in pleasure on earth. Absolutely, and that's what I want to do. I want to live in pleasure on earth. And have been wanting, American Standard says, and have taken your pleasure. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. 
Well, I'm going to live to the best I can live right now. Someday it may all come to an end, but I'm going to live that high life right now. And if you want to be lost, don't repent of sin and confess it. You know, the person that conceals sin will be lost. Yeah. Numbers 32, 23. Numbers chapter 32, verse 23, says there, but if you will not do so, behold, ye have sinned against the Lord your God, uh, the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. Well, that's all right. They can find me out later right now. I don't want anybody to find out about it. And God demands that you repent of your old lifestyle, but you don't want to look bad. You know, Acts 17.30, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at me, and I commandeth all men everywhere to repent. I don't want ever, I don't want to repent of that. I enjoyed that. If I repent, I have to stop doing that stuff, and I don't want to stop doing it. Refuse to confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Why would you want to do that anyway? People are going to look down on you. Um, Acts 8.37 Acts 8.37 Verse 36 Go ahead and read that And as they went on their way They came to a certain water And the eunuch said See here is water What doth hinder me to be baptized Philip said If thou believest with all thine heart Thou mayest And he answered and said I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God You know how people are going to look down on you If you say that There's people that you're going to make mad and you don't want to make people mad. You know, in Matthew 10, 32 and 33, Matthew 10, 32 and 33, you know, Jesus makes this comment. But whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I also or confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. All right, I want to be lost. I don't care about Jesus Christ. Why would I want to? And it for sure, for sure, don't be baptized for the remission of sins. No, you can be baptized to make people think that you have this action of an inner conversion or whatever you know that that baptism that that's that's a good one for the devil yeah that's what he wants you to do but don't be baptized for the remission of sins so if you want to be lost today don't repent of your sins don't refuse to confess Jesus Christ reject baptism for the remission of sins. Who cares what the Bible says? Let's go by what men say. And if you will do that, you've accomplished your goal. You want to be lost? What must I do to be lost? That's it. That's all you've got. Really, truly, you don't have to do anything to be lost. Just do nothing. 
if you're a Christian and you've fallen away, you meet the criteria for being lost. Decline. Whenever that off invitation is offered, you don't go forward. You don't make your life right, life right with God. You just sit there in your sin. Don't you ask for the prayers of the church. So if you want to be lost, do nothing. Do nothing. You're sitting there wherever you're at, standing, riding, whatever. Don't do anything that it takes for you to be saved. But if you want to be saved, you better obey. You know, again, this is Don Boyd. I want to thank you for tuning in to opening the scriptures today. I know it's a rather unusual lesson, but so many people are living that life, the lifestyle that they want to be lost. Don't be that person. When you're in Moody, Missouri, you're invited to visit the Moody Church of Christ located on Highway E in Moody, Missouri. The congregation there meets on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Bible class, 11 a.m. for worship, and then again at 6 p.m. for Sunday evening worship. They also meet at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night for Bible study. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. You can find us not only on Facebook, but you can also can find us on Tumblr. You can also find us on the Twitter alternative known as Telegram and on the Facebook alternative known as MeWe. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.